Welcome back to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers, your host, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And we are looking at the very last episode of 2022, December 30th of 2022 is our last episode. Can you believe it, guys? Can you believe it? The next episode comes out in the new year. So I thought we'd do a little recap of the predictions I've made over the last uh, year. In fact, I made my 2022 predictions back in 2021, and there were a few that were favorites. Um, I asked some of my astrologers and my students what my, their favorite of mine were. And um, we'll, I'll talk about those in the next segment. Then I have a great new section that we're just kind of launching for 2023. And it's called Astro Chat, where I sit with my mentees, my professional astrologers that I've trained and am developing in their professional careers. And we just talk about astrology, and that's that's up on deck in this episode. Of course, we have a patron shout-out. We have grown so much. Now, this is coming out December 30th, and if you are a patron, I want to remind you, you have a 40% off all readings discount that is good through December 31st. It goes away December 31st. So make use of it. You can book as many or um, readings as far out as you want. Okay. Um, what else is up? Oh, I'm going to go over a little bit of Mercury retrograde uh, through the houses and what you can expect from that at the end of the podcast. So um, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Let's do a little review. That's up next. And uh, after I tell you a little bit more about Anchor, it's the app I use to record the podcast. And I, I love it. So that's next. talking about the predictions um, of 2022 that I made that worked um, there were some good ones there were some good ones uh, first of all calling the weather uh, warned people back in December of 2021 that we really don't want to travel during the holidays I warned people to get stuff done before July because time was going to move rapidly after. And, of course, that all has occurred. I mean, where where has this year gone, right? It, it just was, it really was the maze with the fog and the slip and slide. And we pinned the slip and slide on roller skates on an ice rink um, over this last um, six months. The... Prediction I'm most proud of, just from a technical astrological standpoint, was um, the rate hike by the Feds. Um, when the Federal Bank or Federal Reserve Bank raised interest rates significantly in May, 
I called that back in December of 2021. And as a young astrologer, financial astrology was kind of like my weak point because I've always been a radical leftist, so I didn't want to deal with it. Um, In my 30s, I decided to get better at it and really started refining my, my financial astrology work. So I'm very proud of that in particular. Um, I asked my astrologers what they thought, my predictions, you know, which ones were their favorites. And you'll hear us talk about it in Astro Chat a little bit at the end. Um, they liked the Super Bowl one because I called how the game would be played, how the refing would be and what the outcome would be and why. And, um, that, yeah, that's one of my favorite tech talks of 2022. Um, of course, uh, Casey mentions in the Astro Chat, the queen passing, called that. Uh, if you're a patron, then you know I called uh, Donald Trump going down. And, you know, I've gotten some flack on TikTok because now because everybody's like, well, it's obvious. It wasn't obvious when I called it. It was I called it before the January 6th committee hearings. Um, and in, in some interesting detail, I think also being inspired to look at Merrick Garland's chart, even without a birth time back in July. Um, and I was like, oh my God, he's about to make an announcement. And he did. And it was funny because when I gave that little heads up of like, hey, Merrick Garland's going to make an announcement, um, then he did. Like, because I don't have houses to work with, the timing's hard to predict. Um, However, every time I've given a date, it's been like three days later than the date range. And I'm like, ah, that gets me closer to an ascendant for him. (laughs) Um, So... I will eventually get his chart rectified. Um, I had an interesting one in in the Trump going down podcast episode that only patrons get. And um, I had said something about a a DOJ announcement or a possible um, indictment. But that day that I had down for a a Trump indictment was actually the day Merrick Garland um, announced the special counsel, Jack Smith. And so I thought that was fascinating. Um, It wasn't an indictment, but man, it leads to one. And, um, you know, I said December wasn't going to be his month. So there we go. Um, That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I think we'll see an indictment before the end of January. You know, they're, they're just racking up points. So I, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think, honestly, I've been more concerned that there's a kind of a bigger problem from within um, the various branches of government. And they're playing kind of a dangerous game. And it's kind of a last stand. We do have a constitutional crisis coming up in January. Um, it'll probably play out, you know, into February, March. Um, and if you want to know more about the 2023 uh, astrology, you can look back at past podcast episodes, just some of the latest ones I've done, as well as um, uh, my 2023 year ahead seminar. It's a two hour seminar. And uh, the people who came to it live got the Q&A as well. That's another hour. I was exhausted after. 
Um, these are all mundane events. On an individual level, things can be so different. You know, I expect a really good year in 2023. I think it's going to be an uncomfortable year because I'm going outside of my comfort zone. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to see some growth, which is kind of exciting. Um, but at the same time, it's uncomfortable. And that's what I really urge you guys to do. You know, sometimes I'm in readings and people will argue to be as they are versus who they can be. Now, I'm showing windows of opportunity, giving strategies, and people are um, so committed to their social cultural programming. And I don't say that as a diss or a blame. It's just... So it could be so entrenched and insidious, you know, and arguing. And I'm like, hey, you know, attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. And if you want things to switch and change in your life, the, the only thing you have control over is how you're responding. And that can sound like a blame thing, but it, it doesn't have to be like happy, toxic positivity. But you have to be open to possibility as well. And what is the attitude you're doing something with? So you might be going through the motions um, or, or taking action, but you got to line things up um, with the feeling of it's possible instead of, oh, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. Um, that That's the main thing. Um, and sometimes things just don't work out for whatever reason and you see the why later on okay take it from me lived a lot of life been through a lot of things astrology is a great guidepost along the way but um and remember no astrologer is 100% accurate. That's an impossibility. I I had somebody respond to one of my videos where I was like, hey, 87% accuracy is phenomenal. And they were like, you call that phenomenal? I'm like, yeah. Because first of all, anybody can be 50-50, all right? Anything above 50% is, is, a, is a fair amount of accuracy. You get to 60%, you're really good. You get to 70%, you're excellent. You get above that, that is phenomenal. So nobody, nobody is going to be 100% accurate. You get most of it, that's great. That's why I like to work on clients in consultative readings where we can strategize. So like, hey, here's the pathways. Here's what's possible. Here's what's probable. Here's what can happen if you do this. You know, showing the range of how energy flows. Because if you're just very deterministic and you're like, well, I've got to wait for this eclipse to open a door or I've got to wait for this transit um, and these planets will make things happen for me, you're missing the point. And um, you'll, you'll hear more about, you know, how astrology works in the Astro Chat session, because I just had a really great conversation with Casey and Jennifer uh, going over some thoughts and information about astrology that we really think people should know. Because pop astrology 
you know, it's pop astrology. It's like pop psychology. It's it's not the real deal. It's oversimplified. It's overgeneralized. And astrology is nuanced. And it, it's a language. It's timing. It's watching the cosmic clock. And yes, there is some causality, but we always have a choice in how we move either with or against the energy at play. Okay? So just like I said... Mm, I have some resistance coming up about 2023 and some of the moves we're going to be making. Ah, um, it's nerve wracking because some of it I've, I've resisted, you know, it's just, I just have, I've just resisted it. And I've got a Pluto transit going on right now. Yeah. Pluto is opposite my sun and my Mercury and it will be all through 2023, except that brief little time when it's in Aquarius. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and so, you know, I have to let go of some of those old ideas and ideals that I've had about myself and who I am. And so, um, and what, you know, like, Maybe some of my principles that I use to say, well, I'm not going to do that because it's against my principle. Maybe that's a form of self-sabotage. Maybe not all of those principles are rooted in real truth. So maybe some of them are based on fear. Ah. You know, self-examination is really necessary as we grow. Even if you're, you know, if you're dedicated to a path of being self-actualized, you have to understand there's no such thing as being self-actualized or self-realized. It is always a process of self-actualizing and self-realizing. Okay, we are always becoming. Okay, we are always growing until we're done. If that's who, how we're choosing to live life, right? Instead of allowing life to happen at us or to us, we're, we're choosing to be an active participant, right? And, and grow and change and evolve. And so I just kind of want to leave that with you. Um, I really urge you, if you are a woman or you present as female, to get some self-defense classes in 2023. Um, I think it's going to be really important because as patriarchy starts to unravel, you're going to see more and more um, men, especially cis men, who are aggressive towards women, kind of acting out. And self-defense doesn't mean you have to wallop the snot out of somebody. If you listen to the little, um, the little podcast I did um, the other night, that it's just short. It was like 18 minutes long. I talked about the the parking lot incident where a guy aggressed me, right? And um, over really nothing. It was nothing. It was really nothing. There was no reason for him to get out of his car and move menacingly towards me, you know. But I knew after years and years of training you know, to keep the distance between him and me and just be calm, just be calm, not freak out, not be afraid, not yell, um, because until he would, you know, if he kept coming closer, I would have raised my voice. I would have made it, made a scene. Um, I had my son in martial arts for many, many years 
And this this is the three weapons. This is the first thing they kind of learn um, in his dojo. And your first weapon is your mind. You know, be be as aware as possible. Try not to put yourself in that dark alleyway or, or what have you in the first place. It's not a blame, blame thing. It's just use your mind, right? Be aware. The second weapon is your voice. You know, so you can yell, you can bring attention to a situation, you can tell somebody to back off. In my case, that was the weapon I used with this man. I didn't yell, I didn't raise my voice. I just very calmly said, not, no, sweetie, not today, not with me. And he was so shocked by that because it was so calm and so at ease. It was like, no, not today, not with me. And I walked away. Okay. And, and he backed off. He backed off before I turned and walked away, which was really interesting. Um, I don't think he's used to women standing up for themselves. Um, but had he kept walking towards me, I would have yelled. That would have been the next step. And the third and final weapon is physical force. And, and I, I loved that in the dojo because, you know, basically the way we were taught was if you get down to having to throw hands, you've misused your first two weapons, you know. It was actually, it was a very traditional school, and it was like, you know, when you get down to having to do physical violence, you failed, you know. And it, it, that's, that's an overstretch, but they were, there were also a lot of kids, and, you know. I, I always used to joke my son's um, sensei was like, you know, Mr. Miyagi, really good teacher, very good philosophy. And I'm not saying if you ever have to physically defend yourself, you failed because you haven't. That's that's what physical defense is for. But if we can avoid it, you know, that's great. And I'm glad I didn't have to get into it with that guy because I would have gotten hurt. I really would have. And probably in trouble. Um, it it would have, you know, but he would have too. Um, you have to be ready for that. We can't rely on men to defend us. And I'm just going to say, I want you to think back and like, how many times has a man actually protected you? Now, I know there's men who say they will. I've had lots of men say, I've got you, I'll defend you. I have always had to defend myself. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. Growing up, I always I defended myself. In fact, I grew up with a lot of boys around, so I was often in fistfights with boys growing up. Um, boxing, wrestling, helping my brother practice wrestling. Um, but I have never had a man physically defend me. I have had men aggress me. Okay. And so you can't be overly reliant on a partner either. You really can't. So it's important for women to know how and people who identify as women to know how to defend yourself. Should we have to? No. No, we shouldn't. But it's not a male behavior to defend yourself. I want you to look at nature. Animals of both sexes, notice I didn't say gender, Animals of both sexes um, or other sexes of all sexes will say that because I know there's more than one, more than two sexes. Um, they defend themselves. Okay. 
They do. Male, female, intersex, hermaphrodite, however we want to discuss it. Um, They defend themselves. You know, we're moving into the year of the rabbit in Chinese astrology. And uh, rabbits defend themselves. (laughs) Okay, they kick, they hit, they bite, they scratch, they run. Running away is also a form of defense. And I've used that as many times as I've kicked. Okay. Um, Running away is a very valid... (laughs) Run and scream. Um, They're all valid. Okay. But you want to have some training. Because if you don't have training, it's really easy to freeze. And then you're going to blame yourself. You don't want to blame yourself. It's human to freeze. You know. But taking classes will build your confidence. And confidence affects your posture. It helps send off signals to leave you alone. Um, Not that you're sending signals to aggress you. That on purpose... Okay, but body posture plays a role. So self-defense classes can really help build you up. Now, I know not everybody can afford those, but maybe a group of friends can get together, right? And if somebody knows some self-defense, right? Or you can pool your resources and, and see if you can get a group discount with a teacher, you know, and there's there's... You know, if you're in a city, there's lots of options. But you want to learn street fighting. Don't learn Olympic style. You can't defend yourself really all that well with Olympic style. Learn something that is very street smart oriented. That's my big advice for 2023. And I hope you don't have to use any of it ever in your life. Okay. But what I will say is when you take it, you do, it isn't about being cocky or you go looking for anything. You just end up knowing a lot more about your body and how you are. All right. There you go. Okay. It's time for some patron shout outs. All right. It's my favorite part of the show. We have our patron shout outs. I am so proud of what we've accomplished this year guys um what a year (laughs) we made it we made it to the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 isn't going to feel a whole lot different um remember walk in your power shoulders back we had a great great time setting our intentions um some people got a good nap in and that's okay um let's see i want i cannot believe how much we've grown this year thank you so so much um for supporting the work we are over 750 patrons we more than doubled we more than doubled because we didn't reach i think 300 until like may you know so good job us thank you so much for your support all of you help keep this podcast going, um, help the TikTok keep a running, and um, you are going to allow us to go to the next level in 2023 when the Awake Space Astrology Podcast will also have a video episode, a video episode, um, and we're working out what the schedule is going to be. So speaking of planning those projects, that's something we're working on planning. And that will launch 
um, probably in in March of 2023. I know. I told you all about March and you're like, Lori, I'm like, yeah, but I got my own transits. Okay. Okay. And I have a lot of other stuff I have to finish up here um, for all of you guys so that you get, I'm I'm behind because I wasn't feeling well at Christmas time. So without further ado, let me give the great big shout outs. We've got Megan, Vicki, Julie, Sheila, McKenna, Morgan, Terry, M, Gabrielle, Sharon, Kayla, Charlene. Oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to say it's Ksenia. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. I don't like to mispronounce people's names. Lauren, Teresa, Heather, Nick, Stephanie, Amy, Bertha, Teresa, Marina, Damian, Amy, Lacey, Jen, Seth, Cassandra, Melissa, Ronnie, Lexi, Luna, Robin, Caitlin, Bethany, Chrissy, Christina, Megan, BW, Julie, Joshua, Esther, Ryan, Brissa, Athena, Meredith, Samantha, April, Gabby, Anna, Christina, Bethany, Jen, Ronnie, Luna, Caitlin, Megan, and Chrissy, Angela, Monica, Margie, Britt, Monica, Megan, Terry, Tara, Priscilla, TM, Alyssa, Sarah, Jay, Sasha, Caitlin, my gosh, so many new people, Amanda, Claire, Mary, Jeffin, Angie, Tara, Chaslin, Jennifer, Kat, Caitlin, Becky, Sully, Anita, Lilith, boom, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell, I want to thank all of you so much, each and every one of you for your support, it means the world to me, um, big shout outs to the mods, um, on the, um, on the discord for all their help you guys have made 2022 an amazing year we have sister luck that is kathy she is um got a big heart and a a smooth vibe and she is uh one of our most wonderful socially mods uh we have mckenzie or mcdubs and mckenzie is not only one of the natal astrologers that i have mentored and trained she apprenticed with me and is still apprenticing in more advanced astrology. Um, she is an amazing, lovely being with some really mean meme action. Uh, let's see, Shane, who's Shanette on the Discord. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, very funny. He has his own timeout thread now. And we have Rita. Rita is both a wonderful moderator, great sense of humor, keeps things spicy and fun and is an amazing astrologer as well uh uh jen jen is my discord diva she helps me with the text slide and she has a very dry sense of humor and she is totally where it's at she's a fantastic astrologer you'll hear her on the astro chat part of the episode in today's um in today's episode, sorry, it's late. I'm trying to get this done so you guys can listen to it first thing when you get up. Um, and we've got Casey. Casey, you'll also hear her talk with me and Jen in Astro Chat. She's a phenomenal astrologer. She's a brilliant writer, very funny, and she she keeps everybody posted in all the right places. Um, 
absolutely phenomenal, guys. I want to thank every single person. So, um, you guys, it's been a long walk. We've had an interesting year. We've we've laughed together. We've cried together. We've held space for each other. And um, thank you. Thank you. As I always say, without you, there is no me. You are greatly appreciated, and I am honored to be of service to you. All right, everybody, it is time for Astro Chat. Talking with Casey and Jen, amazing astrologers who you can get natal readings with. And you go to wokeastrology.com. Yeah, wokeastrology.com because we're filtering out people we don't want. Anyway, um, so that the people who are cool with that will come, come say hi to us. Anyway, welcome, Casey. Welcome, Jennifer. How are you guys doing? I'm, doing? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in here. All right. How about you, Jen? Uh, you know, it started off a little frustrating, but mm-hmm. we're ending it. We're ending it good. Right. Well, you know, it's first day of Mercury retrograde. So. Yeah, and I had to drive into the city. Yeah. Yeah. Traffic was annoying. I bet. I bet. But now you're home and cozy. You got your yeah, keys. I took a nap. I ate. I slept. You know. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, we had an interesting live stream tonight on uh, on TikTok, and it led and provoked some thought amongst yield astrologers, and uh, it made me think about okay you know just how we look at questions and things and i was going to ask you guys you know what were your thoughts about astrology there seems to be so many misconceptions about what astrology is what astrologers do where did you guys start on your journey on like thinking it was or is and how has that changed the more you've studied over the last year and a half or so go ahead jen okay (laughs) Um, you guys are way too polite. Go ahead. I know. I just thought it was like, well, for most of my life, I was just like, oh, I would read it when it was like in a magazine or on the newspaper and it wouldn't really make sense. I'd be like, oh, this is just really simplistic and surface level. But then I got TikTok and I started seeing that, oh, it's more than just one sign. You have all of the planets. I was like, okay. So I made my chart. And then I started looking into it and I was like, oh, there's so much more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I kept doing some research and like finding podcasts to listen to. And there's like, you know, some resources that were good and some that were better than others. Um, somehow I ended up on a live of yours and I was like, oh my God, she's talking about the philosophy behind it. And it's making so much sense because mm. I just loved your approach to it like talking about not just it being like so binary (laughs) actually Mm -hmm. we were talking about this a lot earlier too (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah, it was like really refreshing to see like, oh, there's a modern take and we don't just have to repeat what is written in these books. <laughs> right. Because some right. of it was kind of like, uh, people are recommending this, really? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Astrology comes in and out of fashion, and so you'll get a lot of books written in certain time periods, and then you know there's a quiet lull, and then, and especially right now, like again with that, there's, there's this huge focus on Greek philosophy, and I notice it's not just in um, astrology. I saw it in like Psychology Today. And um, I saw another article, and it seems to be there's a bunch of experts out of Oxford and Cambridge who are just really pushing the whole Western civilization, Greek patriarchal narrative right now. And it just is kind of mirroring where astrology kind of went. And I'm like, why would we use that if we're trying to grow? I don't know. makes zero sense to me totally different cultures damn i'll get off my high horse (laughs) so what was your biggest aha like as you got into it um okay it was a pluto transit (laughs) (laughs) i kind of just realized like oh okay this is just going to happen and I can either like work with the energy or I can fight against it I started working with it and shit changed so well yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. all right I'm just gonna we're just gonna go, go with the flow and mm-hmm. you know what it worked I stopped yeah yeah yeah. You don't want to fight through Pluto transit. No, you're going to transform. So just, you know, you just lie there in the, yeah, exactly. in the lazy river. Just let it take you. Yeah. Lay there. Think of England. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, God. What am I like tonight? Oh, my God. What about you, Casey? Like, what were your preconceptions and what changed? Um, I think... I would say my biggest preconception was that, like, I had the idea that it was, what I knew of it was sort of like, you know, the way that personality tests and categorizations kind of, you know, helped me understand myself better. Like, I, I kind of had a similar relationship with what I knew about astrology, which was very little. Um, mm-hmm. And I did kind of come across and, and then eventually I would seek out, like, you know, very general, like more sun sign type astrology, but um, it really, it never, like I found it, it, I found it, I enjoyed reading it and looking at it, but I didn't really know where to go from there. And the things that I was finding on my own were interesting, but not, they just, they didn't lead anywhere. Right. Um, so it was just kind of like a very loose sort of, you know, personality thing that I would interact with sometimes. Um, but I think, and then, you know, once I got onto TikTok, um, 
I was the, the, the algorithm was feeding me a lot of um, a lot of TikTok astrology is very individualistic mm-hmm. and um, I feel like I was seeing a lot of you know I guess astrology enthusiasts that you know elite people posting astrological content um, that was mainly having to do with like warning people about you know transits that related to specific personal placements and Mm -hmm. they kind of were just a lot of comments that people kind of getting stirred up Mm -hmm. about that and um you know at first I was like I remember you know seeing videos like that and like you know kind of just taking them in and um they never really amounted to anything. I never found them really helpful. I didn't feel prepared for anything. So um, I don't know. I just it, it wasn't very useful to me. Um, and it and it just seemed like content, you know, like in the worst way, just like stuff online. And they didn't seem to be. They weren't explaining to me anything that I found useful or understandable. It was just kind of like, you know, very mean character, but like very surface level, boring mean character. <laughs> astrology um so you know finding you on tiktok um it was it really was kind of a lightning bulb moment for me because um yeah it was the first time that astrology really that i i understood that there was something much deeper available in astrology and um yeah that feeling has only you know as i've studied and understood more um, has only, you know, grown, um, because to me, one of the most powerful things about astrology is not just that it helps you understand yourself and your personality better, um, and your potentials better. Um, and it can certainly do all of those things, but it also, if you're, in my opinion, if, if you're using it right, it's, you're also feeling more connected to other people. And you're also feeling more connected to the world around you because none of us are the main character. <laughs> we we may not be our own main characters, you know what I mean? But like, right? Um, there was there's like an underlying depth and connectivity that um, is is why I became an astrologer. These are so awesome. <laughs> yes. I love being able to like step outside and look, pull up a chart and then look up at the sky and find the planets or just mm-hmm. like when I'm stressed out, I'll just like go outside and look up at the sky and I'll be like, damn. Exactly. <laughs> we yeah. all live under this. We're all affected by the same energies. Yeah. And just how we're we consciously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're individuals in a collective experience. And yeah, and you know, Casey kind of nailed the personality test thing is really common, I think, in a lot of people's mm-hmm. perception because that's how astrology has popularly kind of been billed, especially since like the 60s. And yeah. um, because natal astrology is, is a relatively new form of astrology. Yeah. It isn't the OG, mundane is the original. Most people didn't even know what day they were born, let alone what time. You guys were both enthusiastic students. It was kind of funny. And well, 
Jen was super enthusiastic. Casey, <laughs> I don't normally do these kinds of things, do you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that still. It still makes me chuckle. Let's talk a little bit about, because of being able to look up at the sky, we use astronomy. Astronomy and astrology used to be married. They were part and parcel, and they still are. Like People act like we don't use the astronomy. And the part of astronomy we most use are orbits, because that's the movement of the planets. Each planet has a speed and a, you know its velocity, its trajectory of its orbit. How has that shaped your understanding, knowing that how that works? It has been amazing to me because I've always kind of been a little bit of a math nerd. Um, it wasn't ever like an easy subject for me, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, it was like a fun challenge. And astrology I found has been like the same, but bringing in my love of philosophy to that as well. Um, it's like the marriage of two things that I knew were connected, but I couldn't quite figure out how it was for most of my life. Um, but now I get to do that, I'm like, <laughs> right? Well, oddly enough, all of those subjects were married until the 18th century. It has been amazing to like, as I'm reading, I'm like, wow, all of these people that I have read about that I have used their, you know, mathematical techniques have been astrologers as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Philosophers, astrologers, alchemists you know, wizards, you know, the idea that people were, it, it is only really since the, in, like the nascence of the industrial revolution in the 18th century, the nascence, the beginning, that we started separating everything out, you know, separated arts and science and everything. And I think that was an important part of the journey to kind of kind of separate things out. But I think with Pluto and Aquarius, we're going to start um, like like almost like a unified field of understanding. I think that's going to develop. I think that's a great possibility. Um, it's Mercury retrograde. Why not explain to people why this is nothing to fear? That it's not like a big surprise. Why would that be, speaking of orbits? Um, you know, all of the planets that aren't the sun and the moon go retrograde. You know, just because of the way that we are going around the sun and the moon is going around us. Um, it happens <laughs> three times a year. It's not anything like life-changing um it's just a time that things are going to come up that you've maybe been putting off it's smart to review things um take your time <laughs> you know it's like a revising time yeah yeah mercury retrograde is just a time of review it is not responsible for all of your shitty decisions folks um 
it's just not and in fact it's a really beneficial time and every planet again you're right Jen every planet appears to go retrograde because it's an optical illusion um, in their own time frame so Mercury does it like three times a year Venus does it every other year Mars does it um, every two years so our next one is in 2024 for Mars. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Those are the longest transits. <laughs> None of it's making anything happen. It's reflective. How did knowing that change your opinions or give you ahas? Like, knowing that like, the planets aren't making anything happen is reflective of the time we live in. Um, I think your way of describing it as everybody is a walking transit of the time that they were born. That specific location, the snapshot of where everything was, that's you. <laughs> Crystallized into physical form. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always changing as, you know. <laughs> as the world turns. Yeah, as time goes, mm-hmm. as we experience it from our perspective. Yeah. Your owners. Mm-hmm. That's why certain people get along better than others because they kind of represent a good transit. Other people might be from a more, you know, challenging transit. Yeah. Yeah. And also the conscious expression of energy. Yeah, there's not, energy doesn't just express in a singular way. Right? Yeah. Being able to understand that there is a spectrum. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then observing that with people in my life and within myself um, it was really cool and eye opening and very helpful actually (laughs) right that'll keep you busy for a lifetime (laughs) and I think the average person that doesn't know much about astrology also thinks that that's what astrology is is like we're looking at the planet's as you know some kind of dictator of you know what's supposed to happen or who we are or something like that Um, very determined it is it is and I feel like when you understand that it's reflective and you understand the history of how astrology developed even just kind of on a basic level um, it makes so much more sense um, and I've always been kind of a, I've always been really into the humanities. So once I kind of understood the context of it, I got a lot more excited about it. Um, because it's just so human and, you know, it makes sense that people looked up at the sky, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago and they made you know determinations then used it as you know a clock of sorts where they were able to you know 
determine calculate certain things over time um i think that's i think it's so cool yeah they started with the sun and the moon you know, and those are the most obvious <clears throat> you know and you didn't have to be an astrologer to use the sun and the moon people use them for navigation that's why like venus was used as for navigation a lot so with mercury jupiter yeah um, well, and the other thing is that you think about those people that were observing thousands of years ago, and they were observing the same planets that we are now observing. And I think that's yeah. part of, you know, that's like a really clear example of like, we, our existence here on Earth is not just about us as singular entities, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's about this much larger thing that we're all participating in. Mm-hmm. Um and it's so it's like almost overwhelming but i think it's just so cool yeah yeah it's nice to look up at the moon and realize you're not the only person who's looked at it no yeah i've often like even before i was an astrologer you know when i look up i was fascinated by the moon imagine a cancer fascinated by <laughs> partly because i was born the day the moon landed or actually came back from the moon but and i knew because everybody told me that but i remember thinking wow like people before, you know from the past i think of historical figures and like did they see the moon the same as me you know did my great 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 so-and-so look up at the stars no wonder because it, it's awe-inspiring when you get a good look at the stars and go out where there's no light pollution. How can you yeah. not look up and wonder? You know, and it's easy to understand why ancient cultures, especially without the scientific knowledge that we have, would attribute happenings, you know, like like deterministic things because they didn't have any other understanding. Yeah. Although I will argue the moon and the sun are more causal. And I think the other planets might have some causality at a subtle energy, like a quantum level. Because <clears throat> I think it has to do with gravity and orbits. And we just haven't measured it with mm-hmm. science, you know? Yeah. But the sun and the moon obviously have an impact on our planet and our life. Astrology is a deep subject. It has because it's not a singular subject. You know, you've got the astronomy, you've got the math, you've got the philosophies, you've got the history, um, and there's astrology for everything. You know, it's not just humans. Like again, natal astrology is kind of like birthed pretty much in the 19th century, I would say. It might have started a little earlier than that, maybe the 18th, um, but it really caught hold in the 19th century, especially when spiritualism came up. And uh, before that, it was really about events and prediction. And then in the 60s, they really tried to get us away from the fortune telling aspect, you know, the predictive aspect. even when I was becoming an astrologer it, you didn't, if you did mundane astrology and you weren't well known, you didn't say it in professional circles you just didn't my transit readings were a little different but even then they kind of would be like 
it was all about personal growth and psychology because they that's they were trying to lump us in with them and so some of us had to be like really quiet about our medieval studies but some of that medieval astrology rocks you just have to know how to read medieval manuscripts properly and not take everything literal you have to know how to translate it into a modern concept so that's why I like William Lilly's work if you ever get a hold of his books you cannot read them for literal you have to be able to transliterate from a medieval you have to have a, a grasp of, of why people believed what they believed you know you have to add in a little yeah. sociology Yeah. Astrology brings in so many subjects, which I love because I love to study so many subjects. Okay. My little geeklings. <laughs> what about you, Casey? Humanities. Um, I actually forgot the question. What was the question? I, we were just—I think we're just meandering conversationally. About- <laughs> okay. I was about, like, did I yeah. miss favorite things yeah, about I, I, astrology? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously in you looking at astrological texts, it's really important to know the context mm-hmm. because I think especially when you're first coming to astrology, things might seem more black and white and a lot of people will present them to you in a really black and white way, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Scorpio bad, whatever, you know, like there's a lot of mm-hmm. stereotyping and um, mm-hmm. gen- like overgeneralizing, I think that can happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't understand the context of when, you know, like planets and aspect, like when that was written, who was writing it, you know, right. if you're looking at certain things, you, I think you're going to miss out on how it can be how you personally might use it you know something <laughs> that was made decades before by right. people that have different experience than you and yeah at least you know a few ways probably um yeah. you know yeah. and same goes through you know medieval texts you want to understand when you're looking at any kind of information it's a good idea to have more more information about you know why that information existed the way it did right um but yeah it's just like why things were called malefic and benefic you know yeah um it's like square i think it's It's so bizarre though yeah it's so bizarre to hear astrologers like contemporary astrologers still kind of talking about that stuff because you know, before I knew better, I was, I wondered about it and I did wonder, I remember even asking you about it very, very early on because I was mm-hmm. hearing it thrown around and I, it just, it like did not click with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still doesn't. And the more I know about astrology, I'm just like, it's such a, it's so, it feels so dated to say that something is necessarily good or bad. It does feel very like, um, mm-hmm yeah deterministic and weird Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's perceptual and 
yeah. the reason why things were called malefic and benefic, if you go back and you have, let's say, a limited concept of of the world, just again, lack of science, lack of you know exploration, they were developing, right? It was a certain stage in human development. And so when you're facing, and people, we still do it in a modern sense. So look at how we take death so was the question I was getting lost in thought. <laughs> I love us. Um, it's easy to do when we're talking like this. I know, because oh, yeah. we just hit these slipstreams of consciousness, but we're talking about the um, why, why we're educating people about astrology this way versus just being like, screw it, we're just going to lean into the popular stuff or we'll just go for clicks or... Know, why why do we spend so much time having these slipstream conversations why is it important to you um it is so important to have nuance when you are reading these things um i think people can kind of just use it like as boxes they put people in and there's like no room for change and they think they're locked in the way that they are and they're only ever going to be this way um that's not true (laughs) there are better or more comfortable ways (laughs) to live Mm -hmm. um you've used it just this year for you yeah yeah i like to give people tools so that they can you know live reasonably content <laughs> yeah reasonably content yeah and it's not as hard as you think i promise <laughs> <laughs> we love saturn <laughs> be afraid yeah yeah it's going over my ascendant right now so it's been on my mind <laughs> You know, it's a great transit. Saturn over your ascendant can be a great transit. The first time's kind of hard, especially like the younger you are. I was like a teenager when it did that. And it was not a fun time. <laughs> but I didn't also know what was going on astrologically, if I would have had the knowledge. So like the second time it did it, it was like 2016. And it was still uncomfortable, but I knew what was happening. And I was like, oh, shit. I got to put myself out there. I've got to be my own authority. I can't. Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't blame other people for the bullshit that is my life. I have to own it. Oh. (laughs) The drama. Put on my my little heating pad and soothe myself and... (laughs) step into my own authority it's nice though you know once you do it right and look at you being a professional astrologer and all with that transit huh right it's nuts i never thought this would happen but i am pleasantly surprised (laughs) so so both of you guys are open for readings, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to come out on Friday. 
which is the last day of the Patreon 40% off sale for readings. Ooh, yeah. good deal. Yeah, it is a good deal. So if you're a patron, it's your last day. And also, it's your last day to join Patreon at, at either the three or eleven dollar level because prices go. Yeah, we're gonna start an astrology club in 2023. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah, and Jen, Jen was part of the impetus for that. I feel like we need more people to talk astrology with from mm-hmm. you know a non-patriarchal perspective so mm-hmm. let's do it right yeah we're gonna start so, somewhere we're yeah absolutely and i've taught enough like one-off classes so what we're gonna do is once a month and this is gonna be a patreon tier that opens in january so next week um and uh we'll start with one it'll be one recorded class a month and i think we were thinking what office hours would be what were you guys thinking like once a week once a week yeah yeah and different days we could figure it out mm-hmm. absolutely yeah We'll see what, so, what everybody wants to meet. We'll make a little poll. Yeah. We also so, need to figure out which one we're going to start with, which class everybody wants to do first. Oh, we're not going to leave it up to a vote. Well, I'll, I'll give you an order. <laughs> <laughs> I'll arrange that. But something oh, not meant to be democratic. <laughs> Coming in. Yeah. Some things have to... The hierarchy will always exist for a reason. But it doesn't but as far as times and dates and stuff yeah we can work that out and we'll we'll set up a poll and but you guys um the nice part is it's going to be the natal astrologers holding office hours they are vastly knowledgeable they are not sharp liver in the least I get a little annoyed when people act like that. They're like, I will only have you, Lori, read natal charts. And I'm like, well, with that attitude, you will be sorely disappointed. I have a lot Not of other- the people you've trained personally. Yeah. How much time do we spend? Um, and it's, it's an extreme amount, I would say. Yeah, I think we're all married now. We have a lot of Scorpio. <laughs> We're married influence. to the game. <laughs> we are obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is really a lifestyle for us. We uh, we uh, we do know we do be knowing. Yeah, this is not like they took a couple of classes and I called it good. So, like I I constantly pestering them. So, no, these guys are good. And. Uh, I am a very picky person, so a lot more picky than people may think. So, so 
somebody said, oh, selective. I'm like, nope, I'm picky. I'm picky, picky and choosy. These guys are great, all of them. And I think that just, I want more and more people to, to have such a great understanding of astrology and be able to communicate it in meaningful ways. And, you know, that has to have a lot of, a lot of interpretation out there. So you guys are amazing and I appreciate you. So we're going to start 2023 off with a bang. Well, it doesn't really start off with a bang, but um, it actually starts off really low key. It bangs mid-month. Um, the rest, let's see, I'm going to end the episode with what you can kind of expect for Mercury retrograde by a house. Uh, I might talk about I, I think the beginning of this because we're recording this first <laughs> I think I'm going to go over my favorite predictions what yeah, I got in 2022 my personal fave is uh, calling the rate hike Do it. Yeah, the fed rate hike <laughs> I called that yeah like bingo and I used my weakest subject as a young astrologer was financial astrology so I was really proud of that one you know of course you know that was like 1996 95 it was with it was I wasn't great at it um, <laughs> just to stroke my ego what were you guys' favorites god it was I'm trying to even remember this year I know just <laughs> I thought the Super Bowl Jesus. one was really funny. The Super Bowl, yeah, right? that yeah. was really it was like, hilarious. It was like every how the game went. I was like, <laughs> yeah, play by play, man, from refing to how the game would go. Yeah, yeah, because I also don't really care about sports, so it was just amusing. <laughs> right. Well, that was the fun part because yeah, I was like, I don't give a fuck about sports. I think they're a waste of space and time, but. There are several predictions. I mean, I the queen dying. Yeah, the queen. <laughs> yeah, I called the queen. Yeah. 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 yeah that Queen's gone. Donald. <laughs> Donald going down and getting dragged. Yeah. Oh, that one was delicious. Right? Yeah. And it's funny because now people are like, well, it was obvious. I'm like, it wasn't fucking obvious when I did it. You know, yeah, that's obnoxious. I made that prediction on June 14th, which was Donald Trump's birthday. <laughs> and I called his December. Just wait till January. I do love having accurate birth times. I love that. Right? Yeah. I love having timestamps for things. <laughs> makes you start collecting information in a totally different way doesn't it yeah i'm always like okay and what time and what place and (laughs) well you know like you know you guys know my best friend is kirsten kirsten joyful life on tiktok is my real life best friend and her grandson was born um with yeah he has a true aquarius stellium and it's also the great conga line because he was born in 2021 and during the Jupiter Venus conjunction on top of it. Um, 
but it, his Mars is square all of that and he ha- it's a third house stellium he is the smartest brightest little being and from the moment like literally the moment he took his first breath his grandmother my best friend texted me his birth information <laughs> and I had that chart up so fast and I gave them all this information like I recorded it and I sent it to them they still use it and she'll just say oh my gosh I am so glad we had this information because he is everything you said he'd be and more and we've been able to support him and that's just so cool because in the wrong hands he could he could be a totally different person yeah that's my favorite thing is to see how someone can be supported and grow strategies to get there it's all about living a a nice life right just having a nice life what about you Casey what's your favorite thing doing for people besides blowing their mind (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do I mean I do I just I really like when people I I guess that is blowing their mind um (laughs) (laughs) I do. It just, it just, it's satisfying. Um, no, but I, I've heard a lot from people that um, it's almost like a relief uh, that that seems to happen sometimes with um, that they're telling me that they feel seen, and um, I think it's just it's so hard to see ourselves clearly, and mm-hmm. so giving people. Um, a perspective of themselves in this kind of zoomed out way um, but that's also very detailed and intimate um, is really I really enjoy that I really enjoy helping people to get a better sense of who they are and um, you know kind of what they can do with that yeah that's powerful And you, you both, you guys really do that. You really hold space. You make it a sacred experience in a non-cheesy kind of way, and just holding people there. And I just, I, I love that. All of you guys do that. That you each have your own, and you do make people feel something. That's beautiful. All right. As always, it is a pleasure, my friends. Thank you for thank you for having us. This is just wonderful. <laughs> Geeking out. All right. Talk to you in like two seconds. <laughs>mercury retrograde is falling into so remember you have all 12 houses all 12 signs okay i know reading charts can be difficult but patrons especially patrons you have access to the free three-part video series called intro to the natal chart and it's a really good thorough walkthrough of what 
the lines and swiggles and pieces of pizza, slices of pizza, pieces of pie that make up your astrology chart, okay? So, and that is in every crunch report that every single patron gets. So, if Mercury is retrograde in your first house, okay, then you're having to rethink things about your identity, about how you think about yourself. It's a great time to dump stinking thinking, okay? It's a great time to reevaluate how you put yourself out there. It's a great time to reimagine your personal style, how you advocate for yourself, how you communicate uh, to the world about yourself. Um, and again, it, it could be very, very physical and seemingly shallow, your image, okay? It could be about plans you have for yourself. It, it's looking over um, the things you want to shore up about yourself. And if you really want to make it through the next three weeks, I would build on what is going right. So what's really right about you and about how you put yourself together, how you put yourself out there. Um, don't don't be in the, the self-criticism because that's going to put you into a spiral. If Mercury retrograde is happening in the second house, okay, we are looking at how you, um, what your revenue streams look like, first of all. If you own a business, you might want to evaluate how money is coming in, not what you didn't make, okay, or how far you are from your financial goals. You want to look at where is it coming in, where would you like it to be coming in, not how are you losing it. That austerity mindset is going to screw you over, okay? This is a time to look at where is the flow coming in, okay, and how would you want that increased? doesn't mean you don't balance the books. You're probably taking looks at all kinds of different budgetary items. Um, but you really want to look at what is bringing the money in because the second house is about how we attract resources. And resources are more than money, okay? They're physical assets. You know, they're, <clears throat> if you don't have a lot of physical assets, it might be a time to look at what kind of appreciable Okay, appreciable, I can speak, assets are available and what you might want to acquire. Okay. In the next 12 months or so, this is a great time to do some fiscal planning for 2023. Third house, if Mercury is retrograde in the third house, you want to evaluate and revise any written documents. If you have any writing projects, photography projects, um, any kind of, um, anything you're sharing your thoughts, podcasting, um, anything like that. It's, if you have that already in process, it's time to revise it. If you have any projects that got shoved onto the back burner, now is the time to pick them back up. And since it's doing this in my third house, boy, do I have a list. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to get all of that done. I wouldn't work on 
anything new unless you're doing planning and setup. But I wouldn't start anything new until Mercury is direct. So if you're looking at doing a whole new like podcast format, hint, hint, we're going to be doing one here, that shouldn't start. Don't start filming or recording until after Mercury's direct, but you can um, plan it out, especially it's been something you've been kind of brewing, but get those other projects finished first before you start anything else when Mercury is direct. Get get stuff done now. Um, if Mercury is retrograde in the fourth house, it is a really important time to go over any home repairs, any kind of generalized maintenance, any honey-do lists, it's a time to review family patterns. It's a time to review maybe um, communication within the family in your direct home or within your immediate family members. So, you know, mom and dad, um, less siblings, more mom and dad, grandparents, things like that. Um, if, if you're not dealing with them, you might want to reminisce over what you gained in those relationships. Even if parents have been not the best parents, you still got something out of it, even if it's how not to be. You know, that, well, because they were like this, I became ambitious here. For you, you like to have a nice, stable, physical home. And so you want to be reviewing what that stable home life looks like. Okay. If Mercury retrograde is going through your fifth house, it's a time to review how you create, what makes you nervous about putting um, your work out into the world, your creative work, whether it's art, pottery, um, your, your, your creative self, it's how you take risk, whether you're dating. Um, it's not a good time to date. Don't text your ex. Um, <laughs> It's if you have some artistic visions, it's a time to kind of pick up some of those babies you put down and work on putter on those a little bit, or work on your creative vision uh, for the future. If you're a performer, a writer, uh, a dancer, um, any of your hobbies, it's a great time to get supplies for those. I wouldn't start a new project, but pick up the whips, the works in progress, um, any of that kind of stuff. And then work on your stage fright. Work on your stage fright. Work on your fear of rejection. Because the fifth house rules that anxiety surrounding rejection. All right. Got a frog in my throat. If the Mercury is retrograding through your sixth house, you want to reevaluate your daily routine, your health regimen, your work schedule even your job you know you might have some projects from work that need to be finished this is the time to work on those um if you get assigned anything new just know it's probably going to go tits up look at your schedule and is it working for you and your health and if you've had issues with joints okay so maybe your knees or your hips or your elbows what have you and, you know, you've been trying to get a doctor to listen to you. Now's a good time to go back in and have a revisit. If you're having tests done during this time, just know that you may have to do it again or ask for a second opinion. 
because Mercury retrograde, sometimes, you know, tests don't work or results are off or they have to do a different thing, you know, so be, be aware. Um, <clears throat> if you're having surgery, it's not all doom and gloom, okay? It really isn't. I know there's uh, traditional astrologers out there who would freak out about it, but, you know, if it, when we're dealing with Mercury retrograde, it's all about resolution, Okay, are you, you know, you're revisiting, you're revising, you're resolving an issue, okay? So, if Mercury retrograde is going through your seventh house, you're looking at how you spend your time and energy with somebody else really close to you. Could be a best friend, a business partner. Um, uh, it could be a spouse, a live-in, somebody you're living with and partnered with. It's it's much more deep than a fifth house relationship, which is dating and fun and play. Um, so if somebody has, if, if you've got the retrograding there, you're, you're observing how you spend your time in interview with somebody else. Is this contract fair to you? Are you giving more than you're gaining? Um, is it equitable? Okay. Are you giving as much as you're getting? You know, is it fair? And is it spelled out? Right? So there's that. Um, so just reevaluate your energy and your time and, and how you are in that partnership. Again, this could be a business partnership too or a working collaboration. Uh, eighth house is the mysteries, right? So it's everything that's kind of unknown, dealing with the unknown and the unknowable and solving mysteries. So, you know, that's why it's grief. We, we, we feel like there's a puzzle piece missing, right? Um, <clears throat> it's also investments, okay? So this is a good time to review the portfolio. This is a good time to look at any rental properties you already own. I wouldn't look at purchasing anything new anytime soon if you have Mercury retrograding through that eighth house. But it's a good time to check on any physical investments, um, and that includes portfolios of any kind. It is also a good time to review, all right, how you are supported by others. Are you allowing people to support you and, and help you build your foundation? The eighth house does govern money as much as the second house does, but this is money you do not physically labor for, okay? So it's something that's either more passive or it comes through someone else. It also rules mortgages. It rules debt of different kinds um, and interest-bearing things. So uh, there's that. You may be having some metaphysics go on as well, um, where you're, you're reviewing what you've learned about uh, spiritual things. Um, and you, this is a great time to go back over any genealogy you've been working on. Ninth house is, if Mercury's retrograding through the ninth house, I really don't suggest a big road trip or a long plane ride or a, a big travel event overseas, you know, a long distance travel, because it's just going to be one thing after another. And um, you, you, you could be like grounded on an airplane because there's a mechanical problem or something like that. It doesn't mean there's doom and gloom on the travel. It's just going to be a pain in the butt. Um, this is a time to review your travel goals. It's a time to review 
what you want in life um, as far as your goals, your wider vision, and it's time to look at your principles and your beliefs, the dogma you were raised with. And what do you want to unpack out of that, change out of that? What kind of belief um, foundation do you want to build for yourself? And then, and then we have the 10th house. This is reviewing what your power dynamics are are in the world. How do you stand with your boss? Um, Are you happy with that? Do you want a different boss? Do you want to be the boss? It's not a time to put in for a promotion per se, but it is a time to do some reputation maintenance. If you um, have a desire to be up and out in social media, this is a time to look at maybe tweaking your brand. Okay, so there's all of that. If it's the 11th house, if it's the 11th house, then we are looking at um, your hopes, dreams, inspiration, and aspirations. Speaking of social media, this is how you build your audience. So if you've been having trouble getting going, if you've, if you've been um, having, trying to want, it's time to like, not try to grow the audience, but it is time to love on the audience you already possess. Like, if you have 100 followers, give that 100 followers the same attention you would give um, if, if you felt like you were a big creator. Oh, wait, would you give people attention? Well, if you want to build relationships, you kind of have to. Um, this this building relationship online is important, giving, getting a connection. Um, it's a good time, speaking of connections, to connect with old um, contacts, People in your wider professional network. It might even be a good time to get a hold of an old mentor if they're still around. Um, if you have Capricorn in the 12th house, if, if Mercury's retrograding through that 12th house, yeah, this is a time to review why are you anxious? Why are you in the doldrums if you are? Why, you know, instead of, and instead of why, you might know the cause, but what is it doing for you? You know, you want to turn that um, gritty, isolated feeling and, and turn it into a connection with the all that is to connect to your higher power, or your higher self. This is a good time to reinstitute a meditative routine. Um, for you, it should be more of a physical meditation or an active meditation, like knitting, crochet, something with a little bit of discipline to it where you have to pay attention to something. That'll help a lot. Um, it's a great time to, to tune in and get quiet and review and allow and kind of maybe go over some of your spiritual beliefs. You know, Ninth House is like religious dogma, your principles, you know, kind of hard and fast rules, black and white thinking good, bad, you know, things. 12th house is a little more ephemeral. We're looking at our connection to spirit, source, the all that is. And so, you know, you like tangible, see it, taste it, touch it. And you can really get worried about real world issues, um, like sweating the small stuff, but that that doesn't help you, okay? So you want to reimagine, you know, reimagine. So your imagination can feel just as real as everybody else's physical reality. And so why would you live in a warped and twisted space? Wouldn't you want to live in something far more amenable? Um, So work on how you're imagining things to be. And that is your Mercury Retrograde Survival Guide.
Well, we're going to wind this podcast up and I want to thank each and every listener we have from the 68 countries. I don't care if you're the only person in your country who listens to my podcast. And hey, Seychelles, if that's Gerald, como ça va, mon frère? <laughs> I think it's my brother-in-law or someone related. But anyway, thank you for listening. Hey, did you guys know that if you um, are on the anchor.fm app, now this isn't an ad, there's an ad at the beginning. Um, but if you're on the anchor.fm app, you can leave a voice message and I can include that in the podcast. I would love if you guys would, um, maybe talk about your favorite predictions that I've made, or if you just want to say something or do a shout out, I'd love that. I'd love to hear from you and, and I'll pick my favorites and I'll put them, maybe intersperse them in the show. Um, 2022 has been such a phenomenal year in so many ways. It wasn't the easiest of years for anyone, and that includes me. Um, We had a lot of big energy shifts, and it's been a wild and crazy ride, but um, I wouldn't trade a minute of it. We've, We've really had a good year. I'm tired. I know you are too. And as we head into 2023, I just want to remind you, you got a couple weeks before the year really starts to take off. So deep breaths, do your best. Um, I just want to remind you, today is the last day you can join my Patreon for the current pricing. Uh, Starting January 1st of 2023, the prices go from $3 a month to $5 a month. That's for the the mystic muse tier and um, I have to kind of name it something different for the five dollars but it'll be close to mystic muse and then the astro adventurer tier will go from 11 to 15 so if you want to lock in your pricing for 2023 that's what you want to do um, we'll have a new tier as well. And if you're a current patron, you'll be able to upgrade to it. It'll be the same price that Living by Luna was, which is 33 And it's an astro, um, not astro, adventures. It will be an astrology club where you're going to take one of the classes I've taught. It's recorded and you're going to study it for a month. And every week there will be office hours. We talked a little bit about it in the astro chat segment. Um, so that's going to start in 2023 as well. I'm super excited to um, give give the astrologers more time to geek out about astrology, have great conversations, showcase what they've learned over time and experience and mentoring with me. And it'll help expand your knowledge as well of astrology. These are all things that are super exciting to me. Um, again, it's an honor and a privilege to bring really good information that people can use and apply in their lives. And again, I am absolutely humbled. We have had um, about 75,000 downloads of the Awake Space Astrology podcast between Anchor and Acast. And if you remember, um, I switched from Anchor to Acast um, in the spring, and then I just switched us back in November. We are listened to in over 68 countries. Um, to have over 75,000 downloads of an astrology podcast that I basically started to, to kind of ramble and talk to myself, Venus and Gemini, um, 
that that's huge. And I haven't really pushed the podcast except to our current patrons. So in 2023, we are going to grow the podcast a little more. And um, my daughter will be joining me. And so you'll be able to find out um, just how right Virgos can be. And um, it's going to be a casual affair. The Awake Space Astrology Podcast always will be a comfy, cozy place to feel safe, to get good information, and to help you find your own magic. And that's important because the next couple of years are kind of rocky still. We're not in smooth sailing for a little while yet. And, you know, it doesn't mean you can't have good times. It doesn't mean you can't have some of the best years of your life. And if you are, it's okay. You don't don't have to feel guilty if other people are having a hard time. Everybody kind of gets their turn, both good and bad. Um, But you're not fated to any really awful destiny. You're really not. You always have free will to exercise. And um, it doesn't mean you can avoid circumstances, but that free will certainly helps you navigate the circumstances around you. And I will do my very damnedest to give you the best, most accurate, most thought out and applicable astrological information and metaphysical information I can give. And I want to wish you and your families and your friends and all the people you love a most wonderful, easy and prosperous 2023.